From the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel, with the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents The Daily TV Mass. Welcome to the celebration of the Daily TV Mass. My name is Monsignor Robert Nuska. The televising of this Mass is made possible by a contribution from the Uganda Catholic Community of Toronto. This Mass is offered in thanksgiving for the continuation of the Daily TV Mass. May the Holy Spirit that inspired the Ugandan martyrs sweep this world into faith, love of God, and love of our neighbour. Our thanks to the Uganda Catholic Community of Toronto for the gift of the televising of this Mass to the faithful of Canada and around the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. Brothers and sisters, let us now acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate these sacred mysteries. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart, Lord have mercy. You came to call sinners, Christ have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us, Lord have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who have made the blood of martyrs the seed of Christians, mercifully grant that the field which is your church, watered by the blood shed by St. Charles Luanga and his companions, may be fertile and always yield you an abundant harvest. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the second letter of Paul to Timothy. From Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, for the sake of the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my beloved child. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I am grateful to God, whom I worship with a clear conscience as my ancestors did when I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. For this reason, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. Do not be ashamed, then, of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner but join with me in suffering for the gospel, relying on the power of God, who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. This grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. For this gospel, I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher. And for this reason, I suffer as I do. But I am not ashamed, for I know the one in whom I have put my trust. And I am sure that he is able to guard until that day what I have entrusted to him. The word of the Lord. Thanks. 
To you, O Lord, I lift up my eyes. To you, O Lord, I lift up my eyes. To you I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. As the eyes of servants look to the land of their master. To you, O Lord, I lift up my eyes. As the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress. So our eyes look to the Lord our God until he has mercy upon us. To you, O Lord, I lift up my eyes. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. and the life says the Lord whoever believes in me will not die forever Alleluia Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Some Sadducees who say there is no resurrection came to Jesus and asked him a question saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies leaving a wife but no child, the man shall marry the widow and raise up children for his brother. There were seven brothers. The first married and when he died left no children. The second married her and died leaving no children and the third likewise. None of the seven left children. Last of all, the woman herself died. In the resurrection, whose wife will she be? For the seven had married her. Jesus said to them, Is not this the reason you are wrong, that you know neither the scriptures nor the power of God? For when they rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. And as for the dead being raised, have you not read in the book of Moses, in the story about the bush, how God said to him, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You are quite wrong. The Gospel of the Lord. Today, as the church remembers St. Charles Lwanga and his companions martyred in uh, Uganda in the 19th century, 
it's, uh, it's appropriate that we reflect upon the heroic witness of these martyrs and the saints, and it's also fitting that in today's gospel, St. Mark describes for us one of a whole series of conflict stories between Jesus and his opponents. This theme of opposition to Jesus and opposition to the will of the Father emerges as an important theme in Mark's gospel. Mark shows us how Jesus is opposed by the religious elite, the political elites of his time. He encounters opposition, misunderstanding, betrayal from his own followers. Ultimately, Mark leads us to reflect on the invisible forces of evil that oppose, again, Jesus and the will of our Father in heaven. At the same time, today's memorial, along with the readings, lead us to reflect on the cost of discipleship, the cost of giving witness before a world that has always been hostile to the values of this kingdom. Jesus calls his disciples today, as in every generation, to a share in the mystery of his own cross. The Lord tells his followers very clearly, no disciple is above their master. Yes, when Jesus calls us, it's to a share in the mystery of his resurrection, a share in the, his own mission and of, of announcing the good news of salvation to the world. At the same time, this call is a call to share in the mystery of his own rejection and suffering, the mystery of the cross. Here, St. Bede reminds us, when Jesus chooses the disciples, he's saying to them, follow me. But this means following, uh, it means imitating the pattern of his life, uh, not just walking behind him. To follow Jesus is not just to walk behind him. To imitate the pattern of our Lord's own life then means that following involves much more than simply walking behind at a distance, as St. Bede suggests. To follow Jesus then means to enter into a lifelong process, a process of being conformed, configured to the mysteries of the life of Christ in his death and resurrection. In his own teachings on discipleship, our Lord issues a whole series of concrete commands that set forth very high ideals for this community called to live in this world as signs of the kingdom, as signs of contradiction then to the values of the world. Peter, Paul, the earliest disciples show us that our Lord's disciples must be prepared not only to encounter opposition, but even persecution for the sake of the gospel. And we see how they're brought before authorities as disturbers of the peace. The Lord says that they'll be slandered, just as Jesus did not escape death on a cross. So the disciples must be prepared not only to carry their cross, but to give up their lives as they carry out this ministry that has been entrusted to them. From the earliest apostles of the church to the martyrs of Uganda, up to the present day, history shows us that those who follow our Lord's call to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world will be opposed. Yet St. Paul reminds us that the sufferings of the present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory to be revealed within us. If the cost is high, Paul is telling us that the reward is very great. So we're called to preach the gospel with great courage, we see in the Acts of the Apostles, uh, the, the, the St. Luke describes for us the numerous occasions when, for instance, uh, the authorities or perhaps the crowds opposed Peter, Paul, the earliest disciples. Yet far from expressing fear with regard to the prospect of dying for the gospel, uh, Paul expresses again this kind of remarkable boldness in his letter to the Philippians. He says, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. He reminds us again in today's first reading from the second letter of Timothy, God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, rather a spirit of power, of love, of self-discipline. 
And so he says, join with me in suffering for the gospel, relying on the power of God who saved us and calls us to his own purpose and grace. St. Augustine likewise experiences this kind of boldness, the great boldness of the faith of the early Christians. And he asks, where is death? Seek it in Christ, for death exists no longer. Death did exist, but now is dead. O life, O death of death, be of good heart. Death will die within us also. For what has taken place in Christ will take place in us. Death will die in us also. Precisely our faith in the resurrection and our belief that Christ continues to walk with us, with his church, through the power of the Holy Spirit, that we're given this kind of boldness today, this kind of courage of which Paul and the others speak. Here, Pope Benedict XVI invites us to reflect on the great importance, not only of faith, but of hope in what God has accomplished in Christ. Benedict here refers to St. Thomas Aquinas, who speaks of the faith as that stable disposition of the spirit, or habitus, through which eternal life takes root in us. There are already present within us, he says, the things that are hoped for, the whole true life that we will enjoy in Christ, the life to which we've been called. In this way, then, faith draws the hoped-for future into the present the next world into this one. The present is touched by the future reality. What we hope for then is not totally absent, for our faith, hope, and trust in God give us something right now. In our own time, a recent report commissioned by British Foreign Secretary Jeremy Hunt claims that the persecution of Christians in today's world is at near genocide levels. It speaks of the millions and millions of Christians who suffer quote-unquote, high levels of oppression because of their faith. The report warns that Christianity is, in fact, at risk of disappearing in some parts of the world. Now, church documents have spoken for some years about the forces of anti-evangelization, the forces that are well-organized. They have the means to vigorously oppose the gospel. Here in our own culture, in our own postmodern world, the church's teachings on the dignity of the human person, the sanctity of human life from conception to the natural end of life, the church's teachings on marriage and the family. These are all destined to place us in opposition to the values of these forces of anti-evangelization again in our postmodern world. And so like the martyrs, we too are called to give courageous witness. Again, Pope Benedict speaks of the importance of preferring goodness to our own personal comfort. He speaks of the capacity to suffer for the sake of the gospel, in virtue of the faith and of the hope that is within our hearts. He reminds us of the saints and the martyrs who were able to make this great journey of life in the way that Christ himself has done before us. And they did so because they were brimming with great hope and again with this great faith in what, in what God has accomplished in Christ. So as we continue to celebrate this Mass, we pray for the intercession of St. Charles Luanga, the Ugandan martyrs, that we may always be courageous witnesses to the gospel in the time in which we live. Finally, St. Cyprian in his epistle to the early Christian martyrs of the church reminds us that Christ himself continues to walk with us. Christ himself struggles not only with us, not only beside us, but within us. Cyprian writes, And so if the battle shall call you out, engage bravely, fight with constancy, for Christ not only looks upon his servants, but he himself also wrestles in us. He himself is engaged in the struggles of our conflict 
as Christ himself not only crowns, but is crowned in our own struggles for the faith. Brothers and sisters, let us now make our prayers and petitions to God in heaven, ask him to hear and to answer the prayers of all who call upon his holy name. We pray for caregivers in our homes and care centers who tend to the needs of our frail elders. We pray to the Lord. For all those in the daily TV mass community who have asked to be included in our prayer intentions book, especially those who are facing significant transitions in their activities, in their health, in their relationships, or in finances, we pray to the Lord. For the intention of today's Mass, we pray to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of years granted in our time to so many men and women in the second half of life. We thank you for their presence in our community, for their life experience, their courage, wisdom, and witness of faith. We ask your blessings upon them as they live the many transitions that are a part of maturing years. Keep them in your care, grant them peace, enable them to become beacons of hope in the world. We ask this through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you forever and ever. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we've received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands it will become for us the bread of life. That's why I want to come to share in the divinity of Christ, so humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we've received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God. To be pleased with the sacrifice we offer you with humble and contrite hearts. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. We offer you sacrifice, O Lord, humbly praying that as you granted the blessed martyrs grace to die rather than sin, so you may bring us to minister at your altar in dedication to you alone through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, for you are glorified when your saints are praised. Their very sufferings are but wonders of your might. In your mercy, you give ardor to their faith. To their endurance, you grant firm resolve. And in their struggle, the victory is yours through Christ our Lord. Therefore, all creatures of heaven and earth sing a new song in adoration. And we, with all the hosts of angels, cry out, and without end, we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God. 
heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples saying, take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Thomas, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, St. Charles Luanga and companions, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress 
as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, I bring you judgment and condemnation. There be protection in my body and healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the Supper of the Lamb. For those of you at home, join with me now in this act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. As though you were already there, I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you. Permit not that I should ever be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. We have received this divine sacrament, O Lord, as we celebrate the victory of your holy martyrs. May what help them to endure torment, we pray, make us in the face of trials steadfast, steadfast in faith and in charity through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Yes. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass. Come down Please remember that all requests for prayers 
are included in our Prayer Intentions book and shared with all of our celebrants. And visited with thine own.